Sorry I didn't see you there, this is an audio medium. If you grew up on Disney Channel shows and DCOMs, my time mouse sheen is ready for you to take a journey back to those golden days. Quick! Before the time reaches 8-7 Central! What is up, time travelers? Welcome back to the Time Machine Podcast with me, Becca Stogner. And me, Hunter Martin. Um, Becca is wearing a short sleeve shirt, really showing off her Robin Williams tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all I noticed on this um, call. I, I was like, So I had therapy on Monday, and. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, please. I was talking about something. And when I finished talking, my therapist just went, sorry, I was just looking at your tattoo again. Like, it's so good. Like, top five, top five, like, best tattoos I've ever seen on anyone. And I was like, I mean, thank you, but, like. And you're like, and to quote Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis, and how do you feel about that? And I said, depressed. <laughs> Very nope, nice, nope. though. I, lo- I love to get word. compliments on this tattoo. It's my favorite well, tattoo. Well, it, it's just so, it, it's just so protruding. I'm just like, okay, flex on us, literally. I don't have any tap. You, she did flex I on did. us, ladies and gents. She did a flex. <laughs> All on. of Robin the Williams nothing w- that's there. Robin Williams just winked at me. <laughs> um, I don't have any tattoos. You do not. So no. And um, I am getting my tenth one in October. What? Ten? Mm-hmm. Double digits. Ten. What are you getting? Um, the friend that drew the Robin tattoo drew a picture of my cats sitting in the window together so i'm getting that i thought the way you said it was like my friends and i said not the friends logo i never (laughs) even finished the shower doesn't matter doesn't matter i stopped watching it like season seven oh you're so close i know that's the same season i stopped watching the office i just gave up if you finish Friends, then you can watch um, the Friends reunion, <laughs> like I did. I'm not allowed to watch it out. unless I finish Friends. Well, you just get a special, you know. I mean, you can watch it now. I don't care, but you know, it just it just be a little bit better. Ah, last week was so fun uh, because we got to s- spend time together. Yeah, um, it was fun to record in person and like actually when we say something at the same time, have the audio reflect that. i know but i'm wondering if that if we didn't reveal that if people could know if we never mentioned that we yeah i think yeah because i think the vibe was like a little different and we were able to like like we were able to watch and live react to that video of like watch mojo's top 10 most hated disney shows in real time which like doing live reacts over a zoom is a lot harder because you have to coordinate so much stuff watch watch mojo just came out with uh 10 best kenny ortega dances (laughs) So we'll have to we'll have to look. I feel like Watch Mojo scraped the bottom of the barrel five years ago. <laughs> Watch Mojo, ten best establishing shots in eighties movies. Literally, or they'll be like top ten times an anime character bumps his fist in the air. <laughs> this is Watch Mojo. I love it. They literally like um, they did a whole series a couple years ago that was like top ten controversial music videos and now they're coming back out with like banned music videos but it's like just the same ones on a different list they gotta keep the money rolling in somehow and i still watch i still give them that ad revenue (laughs) right and you know what we keep rolling in 
The Disney 411. Some Disney 411. All right. Let's get into Let's it. Let's get into it. Disney 411. All right. First story. It's kind of a recap um, of a little um, VMA news. Did you watch the VMAs? I did not. Did you know about the VMAs? <laughs> um, the, the reason I bring up the VMAs is it wasn't like oversaturated with Disney stars, but there were a few Disney star key moments. One being Dove Cameron winning Best New Artist. I saw that. At the Video Music Awards. And I'm like, okay, fake Descendants fans. <laughs> Y'all knew she was here. I know. I was listening to a um, a podcast today where they said that Dove Cameron winning Best New Artist is a laugh because she's, like, been around for so long. Right. I mean, yeah, I guess because it's her first quote-unquote proper album. She's considered a new artist. But I don't know. It, it's just one of those things where... Makes eh. sense. The song's but hot. Congrats. Uh, I can be a better boyfriend than him. My impression of it. It's hot. I like um, it. So she joins the ranks of Disney stars winning VMAs. We have Miley won, I believe, Jonas Brothers, Demi Lovato, Selena Gomez, all those heavy hitters won. And, of course, Hilary Duff has been nominated and all that great stuff. Um and other VMA news, I just want to bring this up because I'm still so perplexed by it. Sophia Carson was there, dressed like she just came out of Sister Act 2 back in the habit. And <laughs> It's a double descendants what? news. <laughs> right. Do you think they talk to each other? And I don't know. I was hoping when Dove Cameron won her award, they were going to pan to Sophia Carson. Sophia Carson... Um, She's everywhere and nowhere at the same time. You're so right. I think I and I think the reason that she's everywhere is well, also her Netflix movie. Her well, recently her Netflix movie has um, been very popular. But the reason that she's but everywhere for that, us is because one of our favorite celebrities has a very bizarre obsession with Sophia Carson. So if you don't follow JB Lee Curtis on Instagram, we've plugged it so many times. You should. It is quite quite. The she is my because one minute she'll be on the she'll be just posting for a while. Literally every post was just her posting about her your hand and mine or my hand and your hand. <laughs> um, uh, charity she does, yes. which is fine. And I'm like Jamie, I want I want more of you. I want more of like seeing you. And then we got that. And now it's like a little mixture of both. But then somewhere down the line, her and Sophia Carson met on a red carpet. I think it was at the Oscars because Sophia was in that and enormous black princess dress. And Jamie Lee Curtis made her sit on the staircase and was, like, taking photos of her. And then runs in and takes photos with her. And now Jamie Lee Curtis will interact with Sophia Carson and then on social media. And she posted a picture of Sophia Carson on the VMA red carpet. And the caption was like, wow, what a look. And I'm like, what? And the look was bizarre, first of all. But Jamie Lee. She She did the same thing. She posted about Demi Lovato's concert. Yes. It was Jamie Lee is a Levotic. She's a Levotic. You know she loves Levotic. I just love how, like, Jamie Lee Curtis will post, like, seven times a day. She's so out of pocket. She, like, just does not care. Like, I'm on Eastern time. So, 8 o'clock my time is, like, 5 o'clock in the morning in California. And I open my phone to a fresh new Jamie Lee Curtis post. She's sitting there with her morning espresso typing out influencer with one space in between every letter. Literally. (laughs) Well, speaking of our next story, speaking of Demi Lovato's biggest fan, Jamie Lee Curtis, 
Um, Demi Lovato wishes she hadn't put out three documentaries. <gasps> In a recent interview, the 30-year-old singer reveals why she regrets putting out Demi Lovato Stay Strong in 2012, Demi Lovato Simply Complicated in 2017, and Demi Lovato Dancing with the Devil. No, not Dancing <laughs> with the Devil. <laughs> In 2021. <laughs> I wish I would have waited until I had all my stuff together figured out more because now it's cemented. Lovato, who's been open about her struggles with addiction, explains, sobriety is what works for me and nothing else. Given that Lovato doesn't see herself ever putting out another documentary in the future. Honestly, I'm really sick of watching myself and I think other people are probably are too. She says, and if they aren't, then they can watch my music videos. Damn. Um, I mean, maybe she just wishes that, like, she had put out one documentary at the end of her life where the sobriety chunk would only be, like, five minutes versus, like, having a literal whole documentary where people were just talking about how you almost died. Well, three. she's 30, and she's already had three documentaries made about her, I know. her journey. One for every 10. Three... Imagine Literally. if the first one came out when she was 10. And then the second one when she was 20. It's like boyhood. Dibbyhood. So the first one came out like right after she got out of rehab. And then the second one came out in 2017. And then the whole documentary was like, her second documentary was like, oh yeah, when I was filming my first documentary, I was still not sober, but I was telling everyone I was sober and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Blah. I'm, and then this, and during that same documentary in the second one, she was like, but I'm so happy right now. I have a great team. Everything's going great. Then with Dancing with the Devil, she goes on to say, well, I was lying that I was happy. I was lying that my team was supportive. Um, I didn't have anyone around me, and that's what made me go back to using and drinking again. But now I'm not going to be completely sober. And then a couple months later, she goes, well, that didn't work for me. Now I'm sober. Sober. Watch in like five years. She's going to be like, remember when I said I didn't want another documentary? I lied. <laughs> Here's the fourth. Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato, back with the devil. Round two with the devil. I, and guess what? I've seen every documentary. <laughs> They're all so, like, Demi Lovato has three. So many Disney stars have had random documentaries. Yeah. The Jonas Brothers have had one. There's a rumor Selena Gomez is going to have one. Doesn't Olivia Rodrigo sort of have one now? She has, like, a concert making of. Yeah. So like is Miley Cyrus has one called it came out the year bangers came out. So it was her journey recording bangers and leading up to the VMAs. Um, and it was called Miley, the movement. And it was about her like, but that's like the documentary is like about a particular point in their career. Is that where there's this video of Miley, like in a limousine getting really angry. And then as soon as she yes. steps out, she's just like, ah! <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I, we have to watch that for this one. Um, and then the Jonas Brothers, they were coming back after a, a couple years. So it made sense. But Demi Lovato's documentaries are all like, my life's great now. And then the next one's like, just kidding, it never was. <laughs> but it is now. And the next one's like, just kidding, it's not. So you just got to, and then, you know, just stick with one and you'll be fine. Right. Um, but if she comes out with another documentary, I will be watching. I can't help it. You'll be seated. I love the content. I eat it up. I would love it if it was a poltergeist documentary where she was like, so I got possessed by the ghost I sang to, and this is what happened. <laughs> oh, God. 
Um, speaking of eating it right up, the internet ate this right up. Uh, Joe Jonas is giving a fellow former Disney Channel star her flowers. The Jonas Brothers Musicians Band, DNCE, took to social media on Monday and performed a cover of Hilary Duff's Come Clean. One day prior, the Cake by the Ocean Band teased the version of Duff's 2003 hit single with a brief video declaring the cover as their way of pushing for the return of the show Lizzie McGuire. They're fighting the good fight. We are D... This is what they said in the video. We are DNCE... And this is our formal campaign to get the Lizzie McGuire show back on air. And then they continue to sing. More and more celebrities join the cause every day. Like, stay, if, you, if you're trying to save the Lizzie McGuire reboot, stay in line. <laughs> stay in line. Stay in line. <laughs> Don't stop the count. Stay in line. <laughs> the Disney polls won't um, close. Stay in line. Let them know. Stay. Maybe we'll Let get it by, know. like, 2026 at this Oh my if God. enough people rally at Disney, we'll just have to cave. We have to storm the Disney Channel building. <laughs> the modern day storming of the Bastille. <laughs> it's just all these famous people demanding that Lizzie McGuire come back. Uh, Miranda imagine. Cosgrove, oh. Phil Lewis, DNCE. Literally, Hillary herself. Speaking of DNCE, have you seen this video that's like going around on TikTok of Joe singing the opening riff of Burning Up and just like shredding? Is this when they're on? Is this with the Jonas Brothers? Yeah, it's recent. Are they, wait, and they're on Saturday Night Live? Probably, yes. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, I've seen, that. I saw this video today that was a girl and she stitched it and she was like writing something and the caption was me turning in my official, official resignation letter as a Nick girl after I saw this video. <laughs> I hung up. Joe. I hung up the Nick girl gloves years ago. Years ago, it's all Joe now, um, baby. It's all Joe. Where you stop, nobody knows. Um, this isn't like a major story. I was going to bring to the table, but it's gaining traction, and I just want to hear your reaction to it. Okay. Um, Hillary Duff's daughter Banks embarrassed the Liz McGuire alum, telling coaches at her soccer camp about her mom's diarrhea. <laughs> Well, it's picking up traction Whoa. because the internet, like, every time a scrap of Hillary Duff content lands on the timeline, it gets, quote, tweeted into oblivion. It We're does. desperate. Whoa. Whoa. Don't trust your kids, Duff told her Instagram followers Monday. <laughs> the actress shared a text message via stories from her assistant, who revealed that the, th- the three-year-old outsted her to the soccer coaches. The text read, Banks told a story at camp, dot, 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 my mom made a bad chicken, and now she has diarrhea. That's what happens when you make bad chicken. <laughs> Duff subsequently posted a smiling shot of Banks, her daughter, and captioned the rat. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny, Hillary. <laughs> Hillary, you can be on. Who among us hasn't done something like that? I remember telling, told my mom told me some story about like how on her first day of second grade, she ate golden raisins and pooped her pants in class and the principal had to drive her home with poopy pants and i told my poop entire poop second grade class that and my mom worked at the school that i went to at that point in time so they were all like ha 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 and my mom she was really mad at me no no even though it was something that had happened like 40 years ago <laughs> hey it's 40 years too early my mom puts a picture of me on her instagram story and says the rat <laughs> the rat 
So if you ever cross Hillary Duff, her, her family's not even safe. <laughs> you will be labeled the rat. Um, well, that's all the Disney for one I brought to you today. Hope you liked it. All right, y'all. We are breaking into a theme month that I think you guys are really excited about. And we're really yeah. excited about it, too. Um, this is an idea that Hunter had for a while, and I absolutely loved it. So I insisted we do it this year. All through the month of September, we are doing September of Song, just covering different things that Brenda's song has been in, kind of following her journey on the Disney Channel from her humble beginnings to her own Disney Channel movie. And we are starting September of Song today with one of Brenda's first, not her very first, but one of her first appearances on the Disney Channel and her first appearance on a Disney Channel show. That's So Raven episode. It's called A Dog by Any Other Name, and it aired June 20th, 2003, and it's part of That's So Raven's first season. Um, and just like Becca said, we're taking a journey down Brenda Song's Disney Channel career, and this is her first tele- like television TV episode show um, Disney Channel appearance. Um before that, obviously, was the ultimate Christmas present. Which, which fun fact, me... is the first time, that movie is the first time <gasps> Hunter and I ever hung out just by ourselves. Wait, you're so right. The impact <laughs> that Brenda has. But before we, like, deep dive into the episode, let's just talk about Brenda's song in general. Yes. Um, she's someone who kept the lights on at Disney Channel. The Disney Channel building would have collapsed. I mean, we have the Miley's. We have the Jonas Brothers. We have the... Hillary Duff's, but we have the Brenda. But like Brenda Song wore so many hats. Yeah. She was all over and the place. Which, she was everywhere. Which brings me to a great point. This is what I like to call song statistics. Oh. So Disney Channel alum Brenda Song began her Disney Channel career, her initial Disney Channel career, um, from 2000, and it wrapped up in 2011. She was the star of two Disney Channel shows, guest starred on three Disney Channel original series, was a recurring guest star on a Disney Channel show, was the star of five DCOMs, was the guest voice star on four Disney Channel animated shows, host of Pass the Plate, was a part of Disney Channel's Circle of Stars, and returned to Disney in 2019 with the animated series Amphibia as the star. Wow. And she still has a show on Hulu, so that's Disney adjacent. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But the impact of Brenda Song, I think we could all find a Disney Channel memory, and Brenda Song is right there. We actually had some people write in some some things they love about Brenda Song and the impact um, that she brought to their lives. um, And we're going to be reading them throughout this month of song. Yes. Song up. September of song, as we like so to So the it. question was just, in honor of our themed month, tell us what you love about Brenda's song. So here's a couple of <laughs> responses that we got. From Trippy04, her persistence. <laughs> and she persisted. I love that answer. Um, from M.E. Purvis, who is our friend Meredith from college. TBH, oh, I think hey. it's hilarious that she's on New Girl. Winston deserved better, though. She's so right. And then from Mary Ray Ray 17, Homegirl even had the range in her early movies, like Mike, Get a Clue, Ultimate Christmas Present. Right. All those are hits. Yes. Um, 
those are just a few. Like, like we said, we're going to be reading them throughout the month of September. But if you still want to make your voice be heard about the impact of Brenda's song, go ahead and shoot us a DM and we may read it on the podcast. Yes. Um, but Brenda's song had the talent, had the charisma. Had, had the range. She was, she had the range. The impact. And, you know, it's important to see an Asian American at that time. Yes, you know, absolutely. Take on the reins. We also had of all those leading roles. We also had a few messages sent in about how important Brenda Song was for representation for Disney fans that are around our age when that wasn't as big of a deal as it yeah. is right now. Brenda Song has such a strong impact of childhood and of Disney in general. She was in so many things, and she had the talent. She had the range. She was, and one of her earliest was this episode humble beginnings for yes. miss brenda and what a way to start with one of the biggest shows of Disney channel history and one of the best episodes of that show <laughs> so i was texting becca and i said i think this is my favorite episode of that sir raven of all time one of my favorites and for any of you who don't know one of our first episodes of this podcast is we ranked our favorite that's raven episodes so I didn't get a chance to listen back to see if I mentioned this. So I'm going to go on the record to say if I didn't mention it, I will be very surprised. You quote this, this episode all the time. All the time. Um, so basically, A Dog by Any Other Name is an episode about Raven and Chelsea are trying to get dates to bring to this party. Um, and Chelsea finds a date, but unfortunately for her... Her date has the same name as her dog, Sam. And so the rest of the episode, Raven and Chelsea are trying to figure out nicknames for the for the date so he doesn't remind her of the dog. And then, of course, we get introduced to an iconic That's a Raven teacher um, that spits. Oh, my God. It's... This is before he's the principal. Mm-hmm. Humble beginnings for Mr. Yes. Lawyer. Lawler. Lawler. <laughs> Lawler. Um, and so, and Eddie has to deal with that. Um, so that's kind yes. of what the story and is. And the person and throwing that's kind of like the, the party that puts this whole episode in motion is a girl named Amber, played by yes. Brenda Song. Brenda's a very young Brenda Song. So we start the episode with Raven proclaiming that she has a boyfriend. <laughs> Raven in this episode is just like me. She is just like me. This is the kind of shit I would do. First of all, when they walk in, this is an iconic Raven fit. This is the flower in the hair, ponytail updo, pink fuzzy jacket, jeans, and wedges. And this is an iconic yeah. Chelsea hairdo, too, that I have... Bangs. The, the, the little, bangs. like, three pulled-back little ponytails. But Raven is, like, describing this boy that she's, like, I, like, we looked at each other, but we ignored each other, and then we didn't say anything. Oh, my God. Can you believe it, girl? I have a boyfriend. And they were so excited. <laughs> And they're like, what's his name? And he, she goes, I don't know. <laughs> this is or the clip like that. that you sent me when I started dating Elliot. I did? Yes, you were like, this is you right now. And it was like, can you believe it, girl? I got a boyfriend. Ow! And then the oh, you yeah, left in the yeah, part where yeah. Eddie's like, ah! The yeah. three of them in this episode are just such... They're perfect as a friend group in this the episode. chemistry between Raven... Chelsea and Eddie is unparalleled. Specifically, to any Disney Channel show. Specifically, Raven and Chelsea too. But 
Like, Raven and Chelsea even, are Abbott and Costello in this episode. But, like, even Raven, Eddie, and Chelsea, there has not been a chemistry, Disney Channel friendship chemistry that has held a candle. Like, tell me one Disney Channel friend group, and I can tell you exactly how they are unmatched to Raven. And it's just, like, they just feed so well off each other. Yeah. Um, they, their energies match. They're just all so funny. This episode is and just, like, believe, a top and you believe that, that. And you believe that they're friends outside of this. Yeah. And I think that portrays well. And they're just so funny. I don't know. It's just great. Um, but, of course, they're, like, Eddie is annoyed. He's, like, you don't know him. Um, and Raven's, like... Raven's faces. She's like, ooh. Ra- something about season one of that's so Raven hits different. I just love the like Raven searching for scraps of chemistry in a bare bones interaction is me. Oh that's yeah. That's me so, so bad. That, the guy that she states um that she's dating walks past her. And so she just like kinda walks beside him and like keeps pointing. <laughs> To each other, she's like, "Oh my gosh, we're gonna look so great!" At this oh, party. Charlie Chaplin has... quakes in his boots watching Raven do that segment. He has no idea who this person. No is. idea. But so they're all making fun of Raven a little bit, like you know. And then we get the entrance of future Disney Channel icon Brenda Song. Brenda Song. She isn't her and... fit. Is also this is a baller episode for Fitz. She's got on like these purple and... like snakeskin pants. Yeah. And this this is a classic of the role may be small, but it is mighty. Very true. She kind of like initiates everything that's happening. She, in she the does. Everything that happens really in this does. episode happens because of this scene with Brenda Song. Yeah. She invites so, Raven and Chelsea yeah. to her party that she's having. And she's like, my boyfriend will be there. And so-and-so will be there with her boyfriend. And so-and-so will be there with her boyfriend. But, oh, you guys don't have boyfriends. You can just go with each other. And the audience goes, ooh, because, like, uh, you know, Raven, no homo. Raven. No, it was more of. I know. But... You guys are losers. But Raven goes, now little, listen, little Miss Missy. It is so funny to me. She called everyone um, little Miss Missy in this episode. This whole episode, she's like, she put her finger in the person's face and said, now here, little Miss Missy. Um, but the thing is about Raven and Chelsea are like, well, we. Oh, wait. One thing I wanted to bring up is, did you ever, like, in high school or middle school, have, like, parties where it was, like, if you don't have a date to go to this party is, you are a loser. I did not get invited to party. So, no. Oh. Um, but it kind of started a bit like my senior year of high school when I was the only person in my friend group without a significant other. I stopped getting invited to things, like, uh, altogether because of that. Yeah, yeah. So, I know the vibe. I, yeah. I, I don't remember any, like, anything I was invited to. They weren't like, well, you can't go because you don't have a date or anything. I guess it's more like the prom where you really want to, it's, you want to go with someone because everyone else is going with someone. Yeah. But, I don't know. Anyway. So, Amber tells Raven and Chelsea that you guys can go with each other. And Raven gets offended by that because, you know, she has a boyfriend. Yeah, she says that she has a boyfriend. Her head or not. And, and Raven is like, well, I have a boyfriend. And Amber's like, oh, well, that's great. Then I'll see you there. And, and then it's like, okay, Chelsea, 
we have to get you a boyfriend. And Chelsea's like, Raven, you don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> what are you saying? And Raven's like, what do you mean? And this uh, is when Raven has a vision. Raven a lot of visions has in this like episode. like five visions in this episode. And every like, time, the face is wildly different. This first one, um, she like twitches a little. But then the one in the cafeteria, yeah. she like puts her whole hand up and is like... <gasps> Like if you, this, was like a, this is like a charcuterie board of Raven vision faces in this episode. Yeah, you get a variety, and this is like a weird vision because she has a vision of her and Eddie, scre- her Eddie and Chelsea screaming, and then it cuts to her right. seat and empty seat. Somebody's in the film room editing her vision this time. <laughs> right, <laughs> and so they're like, Raven is disgusted and is so worried and like, oh my god, I just had a vision that. And first, someone's going to Mr. Lawler's class, and someone, one of us is getting the seat. And then Chelsea's like, and wait, like, none oh. of us are in Mr. Lawler's class. And then Brenda Song comes screaming oh, around the corner and yells at somebody and is like, oh my god, you guys, Lawler is taking over first period, and he's making a whole new seating chart. So the seat, and if you don't know, uh, Mr. Lawler, who later becomes Principal Lawler, we love to see character development, is... A spitter. So every time he says anything with like S P T B, spit flies from his mouth and hits people like they just went down a water slide. Yeah. So no one wants to get in the front seat. So now the bell rang and they're all screaming to like Scooby Doo style huddled screaming. This together. scream, like, I wanna see them as a horror comedy trio. You know? Like I need I need, another, been perfect for I need that. another Halloween. Another Halloween That's Raven episode where it's like scream, like scream style. Um, but so now it's like they have to rush to class so they don't get the front seat. So Chelsea like runs and she goes, Raven, come on. And she goes, you see what I'm wearing? You see what these shoes I have on? This is running. Let's go. And then Eddie is doing the like, like full Scooby-Dooby-Doo moment, like running, diving. Which is, which is clearly just different. Um, shots of the same hallway he keeps going down. But then when they um, but, show up to class, the... Raven walks in and there's like there's this girl sitting there and she's got two cards that say reserved. Yeah, because Eddie thinks he's home safe because there's like four desks still empty that's not in the front. So he's like, yes, finally, here we go. But this one girl stands up and puts reserved signs. He's like, what? And then he sits down and Raven goes, um, reservation for Raven. <laughs> And the girl and nods, the and it's her. It's seats face. for her and Chelsea. And then she looks at Eddie, and is like, "You should really get a cell phone." <laughs> and then we get the iconic uh, "People, please, people, attention, people, people, please." I never wanted to sit in the pipe front down, class. Paul, and eat your pudding. Is <laughs> my favorite. I always was like back of the class. Oh yeah, I know. Because if you're in the front, you can't even like goof off. Second row at uh, best for me. I hated being... I don't think I was... No, I take that back. I was in the front in Spanish class one time. And I hated it. Because he just... Mr. Lawler just seems like he is so unaware of the fact that people are, like, leaving his classroom wet. Yeah, that's the whole point. If he was aware, he wouldn't do it no more. <laughs> because Raven, at one mean. point, Raven has another vision in the during class of Chelsea meeting a guy in the hallway and giggling and snort laughing because she's attracted to him. So she's yeah. like, oh my God, Chelsea, we found your boyfriend. But while she zones out, <laughs> Mr. Lawler is like, 
Baxter, Baxter, and spitting everywhere. Oh, this is and funny. And Orlando Brown was like, answer him! <laughs> Orlando Brown just... brought it in this up. He is funny, funny, funny in this episode. They clocked in for this episode. So um, Raven has to get up and pass out the like reading pamphlets. And she, while she's telling Chelsea about her vision, she slips and falls in a puddle of the spit. Yes. But before that, she is so willy-nilly to be like, Chelsea, I just saw that. I just saw you like. Right. Like, like she's not about whispering. Her um, but yeah, she saw someone um, flirting with Chelsea. So that sets the stage for they got to figure out who this guy is. And I love um, um, and the scene after this when they get out in the hallway and they start talking about it. And Raven's like, no, I know that he was cute, even though I only saw the back of his head because you snorted. And Chelsea's like, oh my God, I did? We've got to find this guy. And then there's a transition. And immediately after the transition, Chelsea says, Ray, what do I care about finding this guy? (laughs) (laughs) And they like walk in the like same hallway, but a different direction. These are back to back lines where Chelsea is so invested in finding this guy. And then immediately is like, why do I want to find this guy? And making fun of Raven again. Oh, wait, I used to love the scene where Raven's going on and on about like, well, if you get this guy, mean you can go on double dates and do all this, go to the prom. She goes, and Chelsea's like writing something. And Raven's like, what are you writing? And it's a, uh, the word boy with an X. She goes, you don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> Learn it, read it, eat it. Eat it. <laughs> um, but then Chelsea, for some reason, has some potato chips at a locker. <laughs> And they're like, fine, we'll still find this guy. And Chelsea's like, well, if it happens, it happens, whatever. And she finds the guy. She turns around and bumps into him and all their stuff goes flying. Yeah. And they, you know, they flirt and Chelsea does the snort. And that's when she figures out this is the guy. And then uh, Raven is like, okay, well, the thing is you don't, you can't be clinging. Because you tend to cling. Yeah, she says, be yourself, play hard to get. And don't be clingy. Right. She's like, great. So they talk, and they're going to eat out for lunch. And then Chelsea um, has her has her uh, sweater caught into the locker. So we get a great, great physical comedy scene <laughs> from Annalisa Vanderpool. They're Charlie Chaplining it up in here. They are. This is a very good episode for all the main three. It is. They all get stuff to shine. So then we see them at lunch. And that's when Lawler, Lawler is also cafeteria monitor, apparently, because he is spitting on everyone's food. It's nasty. But Raven and Eddie oh, are... Yeah, Raven, sits with yeah Eddie. Raven and Eddie are sitting and at Eddie a table like... behind Chelsea and this guy. And Eddie has on, like, a really tight, like, heart top. Yes. And Raven, like... Because Raven told him to go get a shirt from the Lost and Found after class because he's, yeah, like, wet. Yeah, was so... And he's wearing this, and Orlando Brown in the most deadpan voice is like, it was either this or a tube top. <laughs> and then, was Raven says like, something like, I, I have that shirt. Yeah, she's like, I like that. I have that. <laughs> um, but then you just beanie. see... Right. He's looking good. Uh, but then you cut to Chelsea and her suitor are talking, and it's weird to see 
the characters of that's a raven in a set we're not familiar with right like when do we ever see them eat lunch right um they're always too busy doing schemes to eat um so they're like talking and it seems like chelsea and this guy are hitting it off and then raven has a vision another vision another vision this is her second or third it's her third it's her third vision so far this episode and it's a vision of Chelsea going up to her dog and saying, I could never get rid of my Sammy Whammy boy. So Raven calls Chelsea over. Well, Eddie throws food at her first and is like, Raven wants you. Who is so funny. So Chelsea. She's like, Chelsea. She's like, Chelsea. Doing that whisper. So Chelsea comes over and she's like, I just had a vision. I think someone is going to make you get rid of your dog. And she's like, who would? What a Rin. Okay. Can I just. Like, why do we ever have episodes about, like, Raven having visions that don't pertain to any scheme? I know. Just two things. Like, oh my gosh. I had a, I had a vision that's going to rain tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Like, I had a, mom, I had a vision you were really... going to bake chicken tonight. Ding. Oh, you're right. <laughs> like, she never has, like, a simple vision. No, she really doesn't. So it's interesting to see that. But then Chelsea's like, who, what, who would make me get rid of Sam? And the guy turns around and goes, yes. And that's when we find out. <laughs> well, first we get a spit take. No, it's it's after he says that his name is Sam. Yeah. And then uh, it's such a good spit take. Raven spits all over Eddie. I know, because he's just out dry. And you can tell, if you watch it back, Raven is breaking a little yeah. bit. But it was so funny because Chelsea goes, Raven, it's my Sammy Wamey boy. She's like, he's another Sammy Whammy boy. And he's like, what? And then Raven's just like, she calls all her boyfriends that. You know, like, that's her little Eddie Whitty boy. And he's like, I don't like what's happening. No, I just, I was like, so um, confused why she couldn't just have been like, oh, that's so funny. My dog's name is also Sam. Yeah, there really is not that big of a deal. <laughs> then we would have um, no episode. I know people who are married and have the same name. Right. Um. Two of my friends are both big. legally Cameron Childs. Yeah, I think having... It's a red flag on Chelsea's part. Right. That her red flag is... She can't date someone that has the same name as her dog. Like, get over it. Like, what? Also, if you're going to name your dog something as common as Sam, if you had named your dog, like, Oreo, this wouldn't be a problem. Right. <laughs> right. So, Raven and Chelsea try to... Raven tries to calm Chelsea down. It's like, I'm going to... We're, we're gonna go and then sam is like oh i'll go with you and they're like no sit <laughs> stay. stay like they're having some good boy like, i don't understand like i don't understand the trigger of sam is a common human name right and now that they know that chelsea's dog and him have this shared name now they treat him like a dog that <laughs> makes no sense and then um and then they say something like they call on him again and he looks over at chelsea and his face, that's a raven keeping up their theme of body horror. His head morphs so into the head of Chelsea's dog, and she just busts out laughing at him, and then they leave. Yeah, something is wrong with Chelsea. <laughs> this Sam thing, we, we need a deep dive into Chelsea's relationship with her dog. Because there's no way a name, the same name, should trigger that per- trigger someone that I much. I mean, you might be like, oh, that's back. kind of weird. But there's no reason that, that you should weird. be like hallucinating. She right. is there's tripped no up over. To, like, 
like hallucinating, nervously laughing, and running out of the cafeteria. And then that giving dog commands to said man. Like, of course, you'd be like, oh, what are the odds? That's so weird. I wouldn't see someone change to a dog in front of my eyes. <laughs> but then we wouldn't have any content. And right, then we get, right. of course, I'm loving the content. We get Raven and Chelsea on the phone later that night, and Rondell and Kyle Massey both enter this scene and just absolutely eat up their line deliveries. Oh, again, small but mighty. So Rondell is like trying to get Raven to get off the phone, and he's talking like a teenage girl and being like, "Amber couldn't have a party and not invite me." And then Corey comes in and tells Raven to get off the computer because he needs to do homework. And then when she says no, he's like, Dad, do you want to sit by and watch the crumbling of your kid's education or something like that? It's just like, this is also a great note to Kia in this episode, unfortunately. But this episode is a great, this is a great little scene for that family trio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You hear Raven talking to Chelsea and Chelsea and that's when you see the scene um, where she's like I can't get rid oh because they're like what if you just because they're trying to come up with a solution they're like what if you rename Sam and so that's what the vision was was I can't get rid of Sam he's my Sammy Wavy boy yeah what if you took Sam back to the shelter right. <laughs> what if you what if you just put say Sam down what, oh. <laughs> just like what if you just say hey dog what did you say? Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Come over here. I just don't. I really don't see why is this big of an issue. But Raven it's also dog. says that she has actually had a conversation with her boyfriend. She says that she called him. And he answered. And she said, is this Eddie's pizza? And he said, no, in the cutest way. And then he hung up. You got to love her her rationality. She just like me for real. You know. She just like me. But while Raven and Chelsea are having this dilemma about what to do with her new date and Sam, Corey comes in. And for those of you who don't remember season one of That's Raven, this is when Corey was very heavily like in love with Chelsea. He was always flirting with Chelsea. And he gets on the phone and is like calling her baby like he always would do. Baby. And she says, like, are you still wearing those pajamas with the bunny feet, baby? And Corey says, if that's what turns you on, I screamed. I it's... screamed. And he said it was such force. I can't believe that they said that. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things in this episode, and we'll get it later on, where I'm like, this would never, it, it just wouldn't happen on Disney Channel. It did happen on Disney Channel like a month after this episode. Right. Um, but then Raven's like, give me back the phone. And then Corey like licks it and gives it back to her. Gross. <laughs> and so they're like, let's just have... Um... And, and th- this is when they come up with the idea to give Sam the human. So the dog is taking precedent over the human. And, well, after she gets um... off the phone with Chelsea... Uh, Victor and oh yeah, 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 yeah. Corey are like, well, there's only there's one place that guys can always get their nicknames from, but girls aren't allowed. It's the gym. So then we see the, the height of comedy. 
Okay. Some like it hot could never. <laughs> <laughs> Not some like it hot Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Raven and Chelsea dress up like boys, which basically just means backwards hat, sunglasses, and hoodies with nothing done to their faces. Yeah, but the sun, the sunglasses Raven has on are like quote unquote girly sunglasses. Yeah, they're like bright pink still. But they sneak into boys' gym with Eddie. And when the coach... This is... The Disney Channel girls never plan out their stories beforehand. They just put on the clothes and hope it'll work. Because when he asks them what their names are... Yes, we just talked about this. They panic. With the Hannah Montana episode. Yes, we did. Like, y'all really didn't think of this beforehand? Because Raven says her name is Bill. And Chelsea said her name is Bob. And then the coach is like, last name? And Chelsea's like, Bob. And the coach is like, your name is Bob Bob? I'm Bill Bob. Bob Bill? And Raven's like, yeah, he's Bob Bob, and I'm Bill Bob. We're cousins. Yeah, this is another example of the chemistry between Annelise and Vanderpool and Raven. When they start laughing, it is, this is like top tier comedy duo stuff. Amy yeah. Poehler and Tina Fey so are well. left in Raven and Chelsea's dust in this episode. <laughs> Literally. Why don't they host the award show next oh, year? I'd give anything. Get Raven and Annalise to host. I'd give anything. The amount of bits. The amount of bits they do. The amount of costumes Raven would put on. So they are split onto teams. Because I think they're about to play well, like basketball or something. They're playing basketball. But first, Raven and Chelsea are just on the sidelines. Because they're like, okay, well, let's just watch the game and see what people call Sam um, as he plays. And we'll try to figure something out. That's the, that's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, and what was it that he first did? And it, uh, oh, put some like, uh, the, the nickname ended up being Booger. Um, but what did, well, what, um, prompted her to come up with booger it was like boogie it was like something like boogie down the course the coach yelled something at Sam. yeah and and so raven's trying to blend in so she's like trying to think she's like boogie booger booger way to go booger and sam Do you think the that's where she like, got the what? inspiration for the name for her son it's from this moment <laughs> yes they uh, this is all planned this is all planned. So, and so Chelsea's like, Raven. Chelsea's like, Chelsea and Booger? It's like, well, if you say it like that, <laughs> like, we need to come with something Booker different. Booker is what you want. That's what you're after. Booker. Right. It's an iconic one that me and my siblings used to quote all the time. So they're still trying to come up with the nicknames. And Sam the Human dunks. And the coach goes, way to dunk, Sam. And Raven goes, dunk. Dunker, donkey. Then she points to him and goes, way to go, donkey. I used to laugh at that all the time. And then Chelsea goes, great. I went from a dog to a donkey. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay. Now so go to that. So then Raven and Chelsea get split onto teams. And Chelsea gets put on shirts. And Raven gets put on skins. And this is how I found out what shirts and skins even was from this episode. Same. So Raven is like, I'm a skin. I'm a skin. And she walks over, and then in unison, all of the boys whip off their shirts. Which is so... Risque for the Disney Channel! Risque for the Disney Channel! They gave us a peak 
of Zac Efron's nipple before a commercial break in 2006, and I'm pretty sure this was before that. Like, in every beach scene or vacation scene Disney Channel's ever done, the girls are always in one pieces with a cover-up, and the guys are always in board shorts and, like, tank yeah, tops. Yeah, like, or, like, a swimsuit or something. And yeah. this, this just has, like, and four I, guys in unison all going, woof! Like, literally. And then it leads to Raven, and, then, and this is the line you quote all the time. Yes. <laughs> Raven goes... Well, first, Raven does. She's done a couple of like high pitched squeals throughout the the whole gym sequence because the coach keeps getting on them, and so finally, when all the guys take off their shirts, and Raven's like, "Oh," and then Raven goes, "I'm a shirt, I'm a shirt, I'm a shirt, 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 shirt." And she's like dancing over the shirts. Yeah, and so Raven grabs Chelsea, and Chelsea's like, "We gotta get out of here." And Chelsea goes, "Wait, they're gonna put me on guard." Which means I need to know that huddle. I know. Because what made them think Chelsea would be a good person? But then you also see, and Sam is in the group of guys, right? That's making fun of Eddie. Uh, Yes, which I thought this was, because I didn't remember how it ended. I kind of remember, but I didn't. I knew that she didn't end up with the guy. I thought she was going to not want to date Sam after this. Right, because she kind of gets that look in her eye like that's where it's going to go, and then that doesn't happen. Yeah. But Sam and, like, three other guys are making fun of Eddie for, once again, being, like, they keep calling him, like, Splash Mountain and, like, stupid names about how he has to sit in the seat. And then Eddie just pops off with a freestyle rap. Yeah, because they kind of, like, do, like, a dumb little rhyme to him. And then that's when Eddie goes with the rap. And I always remember him going, ah, at the end. I always do. I can't imagine if I was bullying someone and they started doing that. I would be like so I was dumbfounded. Thinking, I said, imagine, <laughs> imagine someone's just like starts to rap at you and you're like, uh, okay. Yeah. I guess that's. I mean that that was kind of their reactions. They're like, okay. And then Raven and Chelsea are like bopping to it in the background. They're and so proud of him. And that's what I him. thought. They were gonna. Chelsea's gonna like. You know what? I don't need to date him if he's going to treat my friend Eddie like that. But apparently that goes right him. over her head. Right. the whole And then what Chelsea took away from that was not that her potential date was bullying Eddie. It was, you know what? If Eddie can get over having um, to sit and, in, the, in the seat, I can get over this guy having the same name as my dog. So then Raven clocks like, that's in what you got? at... That's what you got from Raven that? Raven clocks in at vision number four. And Four. she has a vision of so Sam many. and some of these other guys in the locker room. And they're like, hey, aren't you going to meet that girl after school? And Sam says, Chelsea, no, it just wasn't there for me. But like, okay, I don't know why they're so surprised when the last interaction they had was her finding out what his name was and then running away, calling him dog commands and then laughing in his face. If someone did right. that to me, it wouldn't be there for me either. Right. I know they tried to play it off like he was a jerk. And that's how, I mean, like, he is he a jerk because he's bullying Eddie, but he... <laughs> no, but I mean, like, the way that he right. was, like... Like, it's supposed to come out of left field. Like, in all actuality, you freaked out and you saw your dog's face on him. And you never explained you that to away. him. So, I don't know what they thought yeah. was going to happen. But, of course, Raven is, like, sad about the vision. So, we have my favorite piece of music in That's So Raven, which is when something sad happens and they give you the... Yeah, you know, it's going to be a sad moment. I love it. So Raven meets Chelsea in the girls' bathroom. And Chelsea's like, okay, I'm getting ready for my date with Sam. How do I look? And Raven's like, you look great. 
um, and then just kind of breaks the news to Chelsea about... Well, Eddie, Eddie walks in first. Because Lawler is talking yeah, to him. Yeah, and he's just trying to get out of the way, so he's like, why are y'all in the men's room? And then he realizes that he's not in the right place. So right. that's... Chelsea's, like, right about to go at that point, and then that's Eddie leaves because he feels uncomfortable or, or thinks that this is maybe a moment that should just be Raven and Chelsea because he already knows this information. But yeah. Raven tells Chelsea about her vision, and she's like, "He's not. He's not going to be there if you go." Dang. And I mean, it's just a good Raven Chelsea moment. Yeah. And then I think that's when Raven kind of comes to terms that she never had a boyfriend, right? <laughs> and I don't know. It just shows a good but moment. Then my. My favorite Raven and Chelsea moment in the episode is at the very end for this like post credit scene where mm. Eddie is walking into class with a garbage bag and a motorcycle helmet on and is like now suddenly he's everyone's favorite and people are like wooing oh, him yeah. and high-fiving him and everybody loves him. And Raven is back in her boy look, presumably on a different right. day. And she walks up to Sam, and she's like, yo, I kind of think I have a thing for that girl you passed on. Is that cool? And Sam's like, yeah, whatever. And she's like, okay, because she just got me, like, front row seats to the Lakers tonight. Her dad's tight with Kobe. And Sam is like, oh, man! Which, like, really, that shows his true character there. Right. And then Raven, like, Chelsea's, like, grinning from ear to ear in the corner. And Raven walks up to her and is like, nobody messes with my girl. I remember that. I loved that. it. Remember that from the commercials a lot. And then she also then, walks out and Principal Lawler is about to enter the classroom and she says something to him too. Basically says like, your teaching is perfect. Perfect. Perfectly. Because Raven's on a high after. And she after. leaves even though I guess, so I guess they're not in that class anymore. Maybe it's a I, don't know, class. I don't know, but Principal Lawler turns around and like looks at her funny, and that's the freeze frame that the episode ends on. But the thing is, Raven's not in a big disguise. She's in sweats. I know. That's probably why he was like, wait. So, Raven? What are you doing? Get back into class, you crazy. He's like, class is about to start. Where are you going? It was a low-rated disguise but a high rated impact. I mean no one else seemed to notice but I mean they did have like padding on a little bit yeah but not so much where where it's like season two where we get prosthetics you know yeah um but it's still one of the most memorable that's a Raven season one episodes I always tend to quote it especially on a shirt so I loved it uh, but most importantly, this is the Disney Channel TV series debut of Brenda Song. Yes. And what an impact what an she impact. had on this episode. So everything that we cover for September of Song, we're also going to give our impact of like, this is how Brenda Song's work in this piece impacted the piece at large, or maybe even the whole history of the Disney Channel. So yeah. this episode, like we said, she really is only in that first scene. But there are no small parts, only small actors. And Brenda proves that with this. And she also is yeah. literally 
the catalyst for the events of the entire episode. Like, Brenda Song having this party is what sets everything in motion. Right. And she informs, when they're curious about Raven's vision, she's the one that tells the audience that Lawler is taking over the class. So the impact is large with Miss Brenda Song, and it's only... And how could you not? Because you get you guest star on the biggest show Disney Channel at the mm-hmm. time. And you know Disney Channel loves to use their actors. And it's only up from there. But before we move on completely, we have to find out what the Disney Channel lesson is today. The Disney Channel lesson that I learned today is that dating somebody with the same name as your pet is not that big of a deal, but... Being there for your friends is always a big deal. Aw. That's nice. I think my uh, Disney Channel lesson is it's not that hard to come up with a nickname, I don't think. Hey, S. Especially for... Right. (laughs) Or Samuel. Right. I don't know. Any closing thoughts on Raven... Love Raven. Always love uh, it. I mean, Raven like you episode? said to me, season one Raven just hits different, and it's always a treat when we get to it hits. come back to it. It hits. Um, all right. If people want to find out where you can get your nickname, where can they find you? You can see my Sammy Whammy boy on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at Heyo, it's Becca, H-E-Y-O. You can follow me <gasps> on TikTok at Becca's Records. My YouTube channel is Becca Stogner, and my other podcast is Youth Group Survivor Support Group. We are YGSSG Podcast on all the socials. And if you want to see my same way, boy, um, you can find me at Real Hunter Martin on Instagram, H Cameron Martin on Twitter. And if you want to keep up to date on everything about this podcast, you can find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Just type in the Time Machine Podcast. You'll find us there. Uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Review us. Uh, rate us um, five stars on Spotify, if you don't mind. We'd love that. Um, keep up to date with all of the things that the Time Machine has to offer. DM us on all of our socials. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Tell us what you want to see. Tell us what you don't want to see. Tell us how Brenda um, especially, impacted you this month. Yeah, especially this month, like we said before. Throughout the every episode, we're going to read more of your submissions of what Brenda Song means to you and what you love about Brenda Song. So just keep that in mind. And yeah, because we want you guys to have so much fun listening to this as we have making it. All right, you guys. Next week, we're going back to the future with a little more coverage of the next big thing Brenda Song did on the Disney Channel. Yeah. And this, you know, to get to a Disney Channel show, you got to kind of go through the ringer. So maybe a one-off turns into multiple episodes of recurring character. Right. So next week in the Brenda Song Disney Channel journey, we are going to discuss the journey into a recurring character. All right. And until next time, we will see you later, time travelers. Always buckle your seatbelts.